Between the Beat Podcast is the podcast for beautypreneurs all around the world. I'm your host, Terry Watson, and I'll be sharing the ins and outs of my journey as a multifaceted makeup artist. This is a space for candid conversations, laughs, and to elevate in all aspects of life. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Between the Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Watson, and I have a very special guest with me today. Her name is Kelly Conley. She is a multi-hyphenate sales and systems coach. Um, she's maneuvering into some different things in 2023. We'll we'll talk about that, hopefully, <laughs> because I think it'll correlate to the topic of the podcast. Uh, she pretty much helps women who are competitive perfectionists to release fear and mental roadblocks which are pretty much holding them back from reaching that next level. So I can't wait to get into today's conversation, um, but I'm going to let Kelly introduce herself. Yeah. Um, hey, my name is Kelly. I am a systems and sales coach. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for going on seven years now, um, and I've been through a lot of transitions during that seven years, and I am in the midst of another one which is why we're here talking about um, the topic. Yeah, I feel like everybody's just always transitioning and it doesn't ever feel like other people are going through the same thing, um, which is why, you know, we we were like, we kind of need to talk about this because transitioning is a part of the process. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something that you like, you anticipate, but you never really get used to, I feel like. What do you think? Yeah, it, you never get comfortable with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then as an entrepreneur, like, you're always thinking, well, what's the next thing? Right. Am I doing enough? Yeah. And so you just keep, like, evolving. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that, you know, the evolving part of the process is something that people are afraid of, and that's why they struggle so much with being uncomfortable during transition. So when you think of the word transition, like, what comes to your mind? Ooh, um, when I think of the word transition, uh, oddly enough, I think of the word fear because it's okay. scary to kind of yeah. like leave what you're used to, mm-hmm. to go towards something else, yeah. even if it's something that you want. Cause it's like the unknown. Yeah. 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 100%. Uh, the unknown, oof. I feel like every single part of entrepreneurship is unknown and people, you know, they look at other, you know, um, entrepreneurs and they're like, wow, they're really killing it. And they must have something to figure out that I don't. And that may be true in some cases, but I do feel like at some point or at every point, a lot of entrepreneurs, they just don't know what to expect. Yeah. I think that's what makes us entrepreneurs. Like, we don't know, but we're just going to keep going and roll with it. Yeah. Whereas normal people would kind of just stop or they'd stay where they are. Mm -hmm. um, And they really wouldn't go into a transition unless it was, like, forced. Right. So what is your transition for your, like, for your business and for yourself look like right now? So right now, I'm transitioning from being more of a business coach to being more of a life coach. Mm-hmm. I think over the last seven years, I've really noticed that a lot of what I do is mental. Yeah. And even just from looking at like my client reviews, I always wanted my client reviews to be like, I made $10,000, I mm-hmm. made a million dollars. And they were never that. They were always, I feel so much better. I'm mm-hmm. much more confident. Mm-hmm. Like. I no longer have this crazy belief that has no logical bearing. And so when I started realizing like all of my reviews were about 
the mindset transformations mm-hmm. that people were experiencing, I started looking at myself as a different type of coach than what I was selling myself as. Yeah. So pretty much you help people transition. Yeah. <laughs> right. I yes. love it. So literally maneuvering through like one mindset or mind state to another one. Right. Um, so obviously you experience your own transitions, but what is that experience like? Like, how are you able to even help people? transition through you know their thoughts and fears and hesitations yeah um it's definitely about identifying the root like where are these thoughts coming from yeah um because a lot of what we experience that stops us from transitioning or not making it as fluid Mm -hmm. you know things like perfectionism um imposter syndrome yeah like those things have root causes from past occurrences that have happened to us whether it's like how you grew up mm-hmm. or even like past relationships that may be recent yeah and so when things happen to you if you don't fully process those emotions you start to carry those things with you subconsciously yeah 100 percent. and i will say that i experienced the same thing with my like vips and my clients it's like they want they have this goal and i try to tell them or remind them that um in order to get there you have to become you know, like you, mm-hmm. you feel like, you know, oh my gosh, like these are some big shoes that I have to fill, but you have to become a new person in order to execute those goals that you're really trying to achieve. So mm-hmm. I definitely relate to that as somebody who's like also a coach um, and helping other people maneuver through their fears. Cause it's like, um, it's easy, I feel like, to just stay stagnant when things can you know imaginably imaginably be much scarier than what they are now right Mm -hmm. um but i always tell them like you know although you are afraid of it not working what you've learned already is that it's not working right you know it can't get any worse it can't get any worse (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yes very true yeah so i feel like with um entrepreneurship there are like I said a lot of transitions that happen and uh I want to ask like you know what are some frustrations or like that you experience personally like what are some things that go on in your head that you have to overcome and that you do successfully overcome Mm -hmm. I know like you said like you have to kind of become a new person yeah um I often get frustrated with myself because I'm overthinking like I know this is who I want to be, but are other people going to see me that way? Right. And almost placing like too much importance on how other people see me mm-hmm. versus how I want to be, you know? Right. I feel like the most confident people, they just show up and they're like, this is who I am, like it or not. And because yeah. they have that energy, they're automatically accepted as that. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say that it's a part of like building some authority just for yourself and deciding like, okay, I'm going to be the best? Yes. Yeah. Deciding you're going to be the best, um, showing up with that like undeniable confidence, which mm-hmm. requires a lot of positive self-talk. Like yeah. giving yourself pep talks every day is the thing, mm-hmm. um, especially before you do something that you've never done before or right. it's something that you maybe you've done it previously but you just weren't presenting yourself in that same way right so the pep talks the positive self-talk all that good stuff yeah i want to switch gears just a little bit i mean we're still talking about transitioning but when you're transitioning from like rate to rate you know like if you're increasing your prices um i know that you are the queen of like i'm charging my worth 
to some extent. I don't know what you what goes on mentally, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, outwardly, that's the vibe that I get, right? So tell me what that looks like because I'm. I think I feel like most people their fears arrive when it's time to make the money. Yeah, the you price know? change is a really big thing for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think I've tried to stop saying charge your worth only because I realize that people have not worked on their self-worth. Mm. So like when you tell someone like charge your worth, they're like, okay, $25. Like, <laughs> But it's because like we don't actually take the time to intentionally work on how we see ourselves and how we value yeah. ourselves. So it goes back to like, oh my gosh, we're back to life coaching. Like mm. you need to really look at yourself Mm -hmm. how do you feel how do you feel valued do you feel valued like in your normal life right because if you don't feel those things then when someone tells you to charge your worth you're still undercharging right yeah absolutely oh my gosh self-worth i feel like is something that people don't take into account and you know i don't i also don't tell people to charge their worth either because i i feel like your perception of your worth may be different of other people's perception of your worth. Mm -hmm. I've learned that like, um, people see us as like seven times prettier than we see ourselves. (gasps) Really? Yeah. That must be cute. (laughs) I know that. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, we'll always have this lower, I mean, you don't have to, but I feel like it is general or standard for you to have a lower perception of who you are Mm -hmm. and like because you always Mm -hmm. see like you know these are the places that I can work on for myself um and I think that's another thing is like two things can be true at once like Mm -hmm. I can charge my worth and it can still be a work in progress right right and I think that's also a transition too and like navigating that space so when it comes to like charging what you're supposed to be charging like how do you even communicate that for one right um charging is so heavy yeah layered Um, for sure yeah and it's almost kind of like difficult i think you'll never have the right price unless you have a coach or unless you're in a community yeah because then it's almost like you're bringing a mirror to yourself Mm. and they're bringing a mirror to you and Mm -hmm. you're able to see yourself the way other people see you yeah because like if i was to set my price by myself it may be one number but if i'm in a room with nine other people and they're hyping me the f up i'm like oh yeah like we're gonna double this yeah so i think it's the community and where you are environmentally yeah can put you in the right place oh 100 i feel like anytime i've questioned like my my rates or my prices for coaching um that visibility of seeing other people and their experiences and just knowing that they can be successful would also suggest that the same thing for me yeah so i 100 agree like being able like being exposed to the, the new idea or expanding your horizons in that way makes it easier for you to transition and be like, okay, like I'm going to just charge that. And it doesn't lead to like the questioning that you usually experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's really kind of talk about that a little bit because I feel like the questioning of should I do this? Can I do this? Is a part of the transitioning too. Um, so what are some questions that you try to like or do you do any like replacing of the questions that you would typically ask that are like self-deprecating? Like, how do you ask yourself like, or like what questions do you ask yourself to really hype you up? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I always like to write down like how I feel first mm-hmm. about the price. Mm-hmm. And then I try to look for like hard evidence 
to support yeah. what I think. Mm, okay. Um, because oftentimes, like, our beliefs, the ones that are limiting us, are not, like, they're not realistic. Right. Um, and so looking for the evidence kind of helps me as a person because I respect, like, hard evidence. Yeah. Um, what does hard evidence look like, though? Like, what does that look like for you? Like, for example, if I was feeling like, oh, I am overweight. Mm-hmm. And then I look at my BMI and I am overweight. That's hard evidence. Mm. Or in a business sense, if I think, oh, I'm charging too much. And then I do some market research and I'm like, oh, no, I'm not charging too much. Right. I'm charging too little. Right. Because right. the data is like, you can't argue with the numbers. Yeah. Same thing with the content. Like, if you're feeling uneasy about posting content, certain different types of content in a transition, mm-hmm. looking at the numbers and how people are responding it helps you feel more comfortable with what you're doing because yeah. it's real. Yeah, but what do you say to those people who are not equating the data as a measure of success? Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I feel like the numbers may be there. Like, your clients may be like, oh my gosh, like, this is the best thing I've ever experienced. But what if you're not believing them? Yeah, I think you have to define what success is for you first. Yeah. Because if, like for me, Mm -hmm. the data is a measure of success, but for somebody else, if they don't even look at numbers like that, but for them, success is, oh, me feeling comfortable is success. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, what's going to make you feel comfortable? Yeah. So then you, you know, you consistently do whatever it is that you said you were going to do until you start seeing that measure of success. Like in real time. Yeah, right. Right. And it's different for everybody. Yeah. Some people it's more money. Some people it's I feel better when I wake up. Mm-hmm. Some people it's more followers. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't I, I don't judge across the board, whatever you decide success is, yeah. as long as you're like doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to kind of bring it back, like, I feel like transitioning, you, you are really reassessing a lot of what you've done before. And I think that's what the new year is doing for a lot of people too. Is like, is what I did prior to 2023, um, still viable? Like, does it still work and -hmm. will it still work? And can I still use it? Right. And with that being said, it's like, there's, I feel like a new level of adaptation that people are experiencing too. It's like, 2023 they already kind of see that it's going to be big they they have that feeling i don't know if you have do you have that feeling too i have that feeling but i think it's in a different way okay we'll talk about that yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like everybody's trying to adapt so when it comes to like i said that you know there's emotions that you experience when you're transitioning um what do you think are the stages of adaptation when you're trying to transition like what does it look like in the beginning to actually adapting to the situation and yeah. being successful? Am I allowed to curse? Oh, absolutely. This okay. is such a safe fucking space. So the first <laughs> the first phase is the oh shit phase. Like, yeah. am I really doing this? Is this really happening? Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's just you in a room, me, I told myself this is going to happen. So I think the first step is kind of like being in a state of shock and okay. having to reconfirm yourself that yeah. this is happening. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's almost like riding a bike when you first ride a two-wheel bike. So you take the wheels off and you're riding. And you're like, oh, we're doing, like, oh doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, right? 
and you've really only gone like five feet in reality right. but it feels like you're on a roller coaster mm, yeah and then you get into like a little bit more of a smooth you know ride mm-hmm. then you got to figure out how to stop yeah and then you get comfortable and yeah. so I think the transition like that is the same and then once you know how to ride a bike you can ride a bike it's giving like oh I lived yeah I didn't die yeah yeah then you like start going on heels and stuff like that so I think the transition emotionally is kind of like that. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people, they're scared of the transition. They get off the bike. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. realize mm-hmm. like, oh, this is scary, but I did go five feet. And yesterday, I had on training wheels. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's the best way to describe it metaphorically. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like the oh shit phase is definitely one that you get the most like excitement for though mm-hmm. in, in the same breath it's like whoa okay like oh my gosh like i'm doing it i'm killing it and then you know you you start to practice a little bit more and that's when you start falling and failing and mm-hmm. it's like okay i don't know and then i feel like that's when the resistance hits and you're like i actually i'm not gonna ride a bike for maybe two weeks because i busted up my knee yeah. you know yeah and um you know that's one thing that i always talk about is like testing your ideas and testing yourself you know um obviously you already being challenged you know yes. guard already <laughs> said like baby this is a test yeah um but i feel like you know there's an oh shit phase then there's you know the the fail and fall and then you know you hit your resistance and then you're like oh okay like you know i made it through that mm-hmm. but i feel like most people really struggle during that resistance phase because it's like you know that you need to transition. You know that you need to change yourself. And you know that you need a better mindset. But you are so afraid of the possibilities that you're like, nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we struggle with having a healthy relationship with rejection. Oh, let's talk about it. Oh, yeah. let's talk about it. Like, Seriously. Rejection out loud, too. Because that's what it feels like on social media is that, like, if I don't get the 100 plus likes, like, I'm rejected. If I don't get the story views, I'm rejected. Mm-hmm. yeah so go ahead what were you gonna say um i mean yeah because definitely we we want to delete things <laughs> if they don't perform in the first 60 minutes we're like it's a failure yeah burn the whole house down burn it down um i, I exaggerate everything in my head so yeah <laughs> i'm like spongebob running around with the office on fire yeah setting all the stuff on fire in his head get the files right <laughs> <laughs> Yes, like I've really learned to like take rejection as redirection and yeah. like look at rejection in a positive way. Like, okay, this didn't work, but mm. I've learned something. And mm. so at least when I get back up and try again, I know what not to do, which yeah. is a win. Like a right. win is a win. Yeah. I don't know though. Like I think there there's something about failure that has to be experienced too. You know, like you absolutely have to experience failure because you have to see like the other side of it. Yeah. You know, Um, so, yeah, I just (sighs) entrepreneurship is just one of those things where it's like, am I going to make it out? Yeah. You know, and you eventually will. But it's like right now you definitely have to get the rejection in your pocket because Mm -hmm. rejection is definitely a lesson. Number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you lacking the likes may just mean that you need to take another route for marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, your message may not be clear. And I think, you know, you've already said it, like identifying your measures of success, like our likes, what 
looks like success for you mm-hmm. or likes translating to money for you mm-hmm. because I think what you're looking for is money right what you're getting is likes right um, so there, even there it's like a disconnect and I think that you know things like that will make the transition much harder yeah they will yeah yeah identifying that measure of success is so important and then also understanding like wanting to make more money and wanting to have more likes and have more followers it's two different things it's two different things yeah like it's different actions yeah sometimes you have to take a back seat on the money and be okay with making the same amount of money every mm-hmm. month if your audience is growing and that's what you're focusing on yeah like wanting it all to happen at one time with no rejection is like being Unheard a toddler yeah. like, <laughs> you know it's like kids like they want everything that they want right then right and so, yeah, you have to, like, also manage your expectations, mm. which a lot of people don't teach. They're just like, yes, you can have whatever you want as long as you're divinely aligned and manifesting. Okay, this is just too much shit going on. Like, yeah. one thing at a time. Right. I was, uh, I took a course on, I think it's called Course A or Course Era, something like that. Um, but it's like the Google platform for courses, pretty much. And there was a course on there about happiness. And mm-hmm. how we have unrealistic expectations for our happiness. Mm-hmm. And we need a better measure for our happiness. And I think that because we're entrepreneurs um, and in a capitalistic society as well, a lot of our happiness is in relation to our money. Mm-hmm. And um, for a lot of us, it's like, well, you know, like I created a joy list after I you know, did the course. It was, mm-hmm. super, it was a super quick course and I was like you know what I'm gonna do this because these are the things that actually make me happy like not money money makes me happy too you mm-hmm. know but it's also going to get cookies from my favorite place which is monster cravings makes me happy um coloring and my coloring book makes me happy like those are the things that make me happy and once you I feel like once you identify the things that make you happy the transition becomes a lot easier yes yeah yeah and trying to disconnect the happiness from the money yeah because the money's just one part of it right you know it's just a byproduct of doing the work absolutely so have you ever wanted to just quit during the transition all the time yeah like this morning this This morning like (laughs) what like on the way you're like man i don't think i could just go get a corporate job and just clock in and clock out and do the bare minimum and have a 401k right like i do not knock people for having a nine to five oh 100 comfortable yeah I would money come in every month, you know it. I can deal with people's attitude as long as that direct deposit hits. Yeah. On the first and the fifteenth. Bank account every time. Yeah. Yeah, I I have feelings of wanting to quit all the time. I think if you don't have feelings of wanting to quit, you're not doing the right thing. Ooh. Okay. Because you should be like at some point you should be doubting yourself like this is This is too big for me. This is too big for me. Yeah. You should feel like that. Yeah. Otherwise you're not pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. The only time I've ever actually quit during your transition was when I announced that I was going on tour. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah. I was like, this is too much for me. And now, what was that? That was in March this year. That was this year? That was this year. It Man. seems like so long ago. Like four years ago, but it was literally <laughs> this year. Um, that was the first time that I actually was like, no. I'm not doing it because mm-hmm. it felt too big. I was too overwhelmed. It was too, it was happening too fast. And I feel like that also, although I didn't go through with it, I learned a lot. And I feel like my biggest lesson was that I can have big dreams, but trying to execute them really fast does not exist. Right. 
right so i have to put a lot more effort behind the execution i have to put a lot more thought behind the marketing the every part of it because people were ready you know but i was just like i need sponsors like everybody was everybody that was on my team helping me make this happen were like we can get sponsors we gotta get airbnbs and i'm just like i gotta pay for all of that (laughs) you know yeah and i feel like you know the fear really truly did set in and i was like i I don't think I can do this and I actually did quit and there's nothing wrong with quitting as long as you you know learn a little something in the mix of it because like I said now I know like you know I can absolutely do it I just need to do it better yeah yeah so that was I probably will say that that's the only time that I was like x nay everything that I just said (laughs) and let's actually retract well are you bringing it back um not as of now um I, th- I think that the tour, it, it doesn't need to be as grand as I was making it to be before. Mm-hmm. Like, I could just, do, you know, do, like, a pop-up in somebody city. Like, hey, I'm in your city this summer. And, um, like, I have students literally all over the country. And I can be like, hey, can I use your studio this weekend kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but my approach would just be different. It's not coming back as of now, but I already have ideas as to how I would bring it back if I just wanted to pop into somebody's city. Like, hey, here's a master class. Mm-hmm. I'll be here for two days. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said that because it, it made me think, like, we really have to recalibrate our minds every so often. Oh, my gosh. Because, yes. like, what we're comparing, like, okay, I want to do this big grant thing because I know it's possible versus, like, would I feel just as good if it was half the cities yeah. and half the group size? Like, hell yeah, I'd still feel good. Yeah, yeah. Like, just readjusting, like, what makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because I also think, I think at that time, like, I had seen somebody else going to her and I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, that exposure will really get you hyped up. Like, that was yes. really my old shit phase. Like, yeah. oh, man, I'm about to do this. I'm so excited. And then, you know, I, it got to talking about it and um, pushing it. And I was like, hit resistance immediately. Yeah. And I never came out of that resistance. Obviously, like, I learned some things, but yeah. the resistance took over. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. You know, I have to say that's okay because it was. And I yeah. lived, you know, at the end of the day. Like, even with the rejection that I self-inflicted <laughs> because that's something we need to talk about too because I think yeah. a lot of our rejection that we think is coming from other people is actually in our own heads but yeah I feel like um when and if it does come back I or anything like anything that I do once the second time that I do it it's probably not as grand I probably overthought it the first time so now it's a lot more simple it's a lot more thought through a lot more strategic because I have an idea of what not to do as well right yeah if you think about yourself before this is not my podcast but I'm gonna ask you a question yeah 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 if you think about yourself before the tour like before you had the tour idea Mm -hmm. and how you're operating after the tour idea. I think that's two different versions of you. I think you still elevated. 100%. Even even thinking about myself, what, almost a year later? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it was, I think I announced it like February or something like that. So we're two months removed. Thinking about myself before, I was so much less confident like I was just like I gotta post this every day and was still like trying to find my footing as a coach Mm -hmm. you know because I was a makeup artist not even a year before that or a year before that right 
So yeah, 100% was a different person. Um, I lacked confidence. I lacked structure. I lacked uh, motivation. That I, No, not even motivation because I was motivated. I think I lacked discipline. Mm-hmm. Because after the motivation is gone, baby, you still got you got to do the work. Yeah, you still have to show up and do things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, for me now, because you know I had the recipe, mm-hmm. and the recipe, I feel like that was like the hardest I've ever gone for anything that I've ever done. To be honest, like I go mm-hmm. pretty hard on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's your personality. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, y'all know I'm a manifest generator, so <laughs> the generation part of me is just like kicking things out, you know, nonstop. But uh, thinking about how hard I went for that, there I needed that for the tour. I didn't have that then. I didn't yeah. have that umph about me um, just yet. So yeah, I was 100% a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like thinking about my approach to sending out emails now. I don't know why that was just such a hard thing for me before. It was just mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. Like, what if they say no? Like, you know, getting speakers on the tour. Yeah. And, you know, I sent, I was preparing to send out emails and I never did, you know? Mm-hmm. And now, like, you know, I, I interviewed like four or five people for the podcast. And it's like, you don't realize, like, hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, who knew that me not being able to get through that was going to recalibrate my brain to then be able to say like, okay, I want people on my podcast. And the only way that I'm going to get them on there is by sending them an email. Right. So like just approaching small, you know, quote unquote, small details or small, um, actions would make a, you know, complete difference for me. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It was good then. Yeah, no, it was good. I feel like, it would have been worse to keep going when you yeah. really wanted to quit and it felt misaligned. Yeah. And then you were just like dragging yourself the whole time. Every city. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh my gosh. I can't imagine. Like, I, I do think that thinking about the complexities of it and my mental not being there, I would have crumbled mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. Like, I, luckily for me, I do say luckily because I do mean that. Luckily for me, I did crumble or not crumble, but I did back out when I decided to because um, I don't know how that could have altered my brain in the worst way. I mean, obviously, I would have lived. You probably so, would have quit. I would have quit at some like, point is what I'm saying. Whole, like, quit the whole shebang. Like, I don't want to be a coach. I don't want to be yeah. anything anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to go get a, I just want to go get a job. Like, I don't want to do this anymore because this feels like too much for me. Um, when, when I quit, I feel like it was just too much for like what I was trying to do at the moment. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a, a complete reflection of me. So yeah, you make a really good point. Like if I would have kept going, if I would have kept going, I would have been like, no, nah, let's just go home. Yeah. And refund everybody's money. Like, I, I think I only had, like, two people paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just offered them a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And it was all, like, hunky-dory. It was cool. Yeah. But imagine, like, 30 people paid. I'm just like, I got to get on flights. Oh. I got to carry my team. Like, ah. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't prepared yeah. mentally. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. It's funny that you say the idea came from the tour because you saw someone else do a tour because I do that same thing. Yeah. I look at what other people are doing and I get so excited and I'm like, I could do it too. And yeah. I, I have to, I've had to learn that it's okay to be excited for other people without trying to replicate. 
yeah. their success. Yes. Yeah. Like you can just be clapping for somebody else and that'd be the end of it. Like you don't have to go and make your own thing now. Yeah. Because you make your own thing and now you being challenged like they were. Yeah. And you ain't prepared for that part. And you didn't know they were like crying behind closed doors every day. Sleepless nights. <laughs> and so I stressful. love sleep. You know? Yes. Like. <laughs> oh man. Now this is the nap committee. Nap committee. Yes. Checking in. Because that's one thing I always say. Like, you know, entrepreneurship comes with a lot of things. Like, you know, you're going to cry. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to sleep at night. Yeah. You know, like it may stress me out, but I'm going to go to sleep. So, you know, you want that person's success, but are you willing to sacrifice like they did? Yeah. I don't know. Unfortunately, we don't get to see all of that stuff either. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're void of, you know, the same struggles that we go through or um, anything like that. It's just like, are you willing? You know, you want the success, but do you have it mentally? Are you motivated? Are you disciplined? Like yeah. they were. Do you have right. a team? Oh, that's all another thing. Yes. Because like, <laughs> the girls be like, you know, having like 50 you know, plus clients a year, a hundred plus clients a year with like hundred thousand dollar offers. And like, it's cool. But like, you also have like multiple mentors running this program. Um, you have multiple staff members, like you ain't paid a bill because your assistant does it. Like we, we are, I mean, you, you have two employees, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to like, the monetary thing is one thing. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just say, oh, I don't, it's okay if I don't hit my goal this month. Like, no, you got people to pay. You got people to pay. Let's talk about that transition. Yeah. What was it like to go from like, okay, I'm doing this all on my own to, okay, I need to hire a team? Uh, I just started feeling like I was wearing too many hats. Yeah. Like, I was, I was working so much on sending emails posting on social media all that kind of stuff that i wasn't able to like actually think about like new offers Mm. and am i doing what i really want to do yeah so that's when it was like i need to bring in some extra help Mm -hmm. so that and i'm a i'm a coach but i'm also a service provider so i needed to bring in extra help to help me fulfill the services that i was selling right and then for me to have extra time to like think about my business like where are we actually going with this how did you have to adapt to going from like doing everything yourself to actually hiring somebody? Because I think that the actual act of having employees um, is something that's like glamorized, but not really talked about. So like, how is it like hi- like hiring and firing people is a whole other thing or just like, oh my God, I had to quiet, uh, quiet fire somebody oh no. this year. Yeah. Was quiet fire, quiet fire, fire, fire. quiet fire. That's... Like making them want to quit. Oh, wow. Okay. Without firing them. Because when you have somebody on payroll, this is like the ugly truth. When you have somebody on payroll, if you fire them, they could file unemployment. And which ends up being like, you're still kind of like paying for them. Interesting. So they have to quit. Oh. Legally. So I'm not good with the firing anyways. Yeah. Like, I don't want to tell somebody, like, it's very hard to tell someone, like, this is not working out. Yeah. I'm not good at breakups. I'm not good at any of that. I kind of just make people want to leave me alone. Right. I'm so horrible. You're like, okay, I'm just realizing all this right now. Until they're like, I'm worth more. And I'm like, yes, you are. Yes, you are, friend. See you later. (laughs) It was so horrible. Oh my gosh. So, like, 
when it comes to onboarding them, I mean, obviously, like, you specialize in systems, so I would mm-hmm. assume that you have the systems to onboard them. Um, but has that been a transition for you, like, adapting to, like, holding other people accountable or not micromanaging them or I don't know what type of yeah. employer you are? I had to hire people that didn't want to be micromanaged and were good enough to not want to be micromanaged mm-hmm. because I don't know how to do that and I didn't want to have to do that. Yeah. Um, and so I realized like having multiple people that can do the job doesn't mean that they're all the people for you. Right. The person for you. But the hardest part is the communication. Most people don't know how to communicate. Mm. And so like you may have a great idea, but if you can't effectively communicate that to someone yeah. else, having a team becomes really difficult. Oh man. I definitely experienced that. I hired a graphic designer, uh, last year. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so much fun. Um, I think our work looks really good. But, you know, I have experience in designing all of my own stuff. So, like, although I was efficient, like, I was getting it done. It was just taking up a lot of my time. So, I was like, you know, I'm going to hire somebody. And I gave her, like, okay, here is, like, the vibe that I want to go for. And then I got the, um, like, mock-ups or, uh, like, tests. Uh, graphics back and I was just like interesting (laughs) so um, what I had to do was just like let her know that you know we signed a contract for 30 days but I won't be renewing Um, and that is definitely the ugly truth because I feel like like kind of like you said in the beginning is there's always more to want like the more that you are in entrepreneurship the more that you see other people winning um the more that you like check off your goals, you're like, okay, what's next, you know? And I think that, you know, like becoming a coach and hiring a team, like it's a pinnacle for, you know, our field, right? But then when you actually get there, it's like, are you articulating what it is that you even need them to do? Um, And just kind of asking those, asking yourself those questions, like, have I done the work in order for them to be great at their job? Mm -hmm. So that's a whole nother transition in general, like, I have successfully created this business and now I'm trying to include other people and, you know, pay their bills mm-hmm. and the level of success in that is a whole other transition because how yeah. do I make enough? Now I have to figure out how to make enough money to pay my bills and yours. Yeah. 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 And realizing that you're leading people. It's like yeah. if you're, if you've ever been the oldest or if you're listening to this and you're the oldest child it's that same level of responsibility. Mm. Like I'm literally I'm doing, keeping you alive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like people are looking at me, then they're going to go copy what I'm doing. Like, yeah. so I have to make sure that when I'm leading them, I'm doing it in a way that I would want to be led. Mm. And what so does that look like though? All of that thought process is a lot. Yeah. It's a job in itself. <laughs> what, do, what do you mean by uh, lead them in a way that I would want to be led? Like, what does that look like for you? Um, like when I follow directions or mm-hmm. when I'm being led, I like to have very specific directions. Yeah. I need all the details. I need to know things exactly the way you want them because mm-hmm. I don't want to do something and it's not the way that you wanted it to be done. Right. And so I'm realizing that I am subconsciously attracting people who are like me. Mm-hmm. And so then I have to lead in that way. Yeah. Like I have to be very specific with my directions. Mm-hmm. There has to be every single day. My ops manager is like, 
where are the KPIs? Where are the KPIs? Like anytime there's a task assigned, she wants to know how are we measuring success? The achievement of this, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's, I'm realizing like, oh my God, is this what I'm like? And Mm -hmm. this is great because things do need to be this accurate so that if something goes wrong, we have a cookie trail of what happened. Yeah. Um, that sounds a lot like a like accountability. I saw some statistics that said like your level of success with accountability raises by 95% and <gasps> your success without accountability just doing it on your own is about 12%. Where are all these articles that you're reading? <laughs> like, <laughs> I love a good I article. I need a reading book, a book list from you. Yeah, I have podcasts and book lists. But you know like I, I listen to some help self-help books on podcast. I mean audiobooks right um but podcast is really where it's at yeah for sure but anyways um accountability is really the key so um i know that you've invested in some coaches and i really want to talk about coaching too because transitioning to a new space to up level your life requires in my opinion a whole lot of accountability like somebody to just be like hey you can do this and this can be the way that you become successful mm-hmm. so um what has been your level of coaching? Like, how far have you gone? Like, how many coaches have you worked with to keep you accountable? Yeah. Um, technically, I have only had two coaches. Mm-hmm. Three coaches. Yeah. I've had three coaches. Um, the first coach was business. The second coach was graphic design. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to be more visually... Um, talented and skilled yeah and then my third coach is the one i have now is is also a business coach but she has a specialty in in in-person events i love it and higher so offers listen i know there's always the question of like okay if i pay my money for this like how do i know it'll work so do you feel comfortable sharing how much you've spent with these coaches yeah yeah go ahead so the first one was five thousand the second one how long was that the five thousand the 5000 was six months. Mm-hmm. That program has increased since then, but it was 5000 six months. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, how much did I spend? It might have been 2500 Yeah, I was thinking like 2527 because I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like 2500 mm-hmm. And I think it was eight weeks. I yeah. didn't even go through the whole thing because I was doing so much in my business that I didn't have time to do what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, and then the last one was the biggest by a large jump. It was forty two thousand mm-hmm. dollars mm-hmm. um, for a year. How scary was that? Scary as hell. Yeah, it's still scary. Yeah. Every time I pay, I'm like, oh my god, I'm paying somebody's salary for. It's forty two k for the year. Yeah, it's forty two k for the year. And then you pay monthly how much? Thirty five hundred. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So. So what? Okay. So before that coaching program. Or let's let's go back. Let's yeah. go back to the first one before the five thousand one versus after. Like, what was the difference in how you felt and how confident you were? Because obviously, like you're understanding a lot about yourself, which I think you're very self aware. Mm-hmm. So, like, what were or how were you as a person before the five thousand dollar went and then after? And yeah. then we'll do that for all the other three. Or yeah. Two. Um, before the five thousand dollar one, I had never run a group coaching program. I had only done one on ones. 
and I had done group master classes, mm-hmm. but I had no structure to teach multiple people at one time. So your goal was to create a group coaching program. Right. And so then, that I could free up time. Yeah. And then you successfully did that. And then I successfully did that. Okay. Yeah. It was a six month program, but it took me six weeks to do it. Because mm. um, I was like super focused. Like I want to make my money back. Yeah. So if you do the work up front, yeah. and make some sacrifice some time you can make your money back then you can relax a little bit right um the second one the graphic design one was just for me to i enjoy doing the design aspect mm-hmm. i don't outsource that yeah so that was just for me to feel more comfortable in my skills and get the best quality mm, okay so um i did learn some visual elements that i think most people don't know like you just look at something you're like that looks great Mm -hmm. um but there's other like nitty-gritty details going on Mm -hmm. behind the scenes so Mm -hmm. that's what the second one did for me Mm -hmm. this one that i'm in now it just uh, it's pushing me to make more money because i am now the slowest person in the group Ooh, how does that feel yeah it feels it feels weird but there's nothing in between like there's nothing really in between ten thousand and forty thousand dollars in a group program right now mm-hmm. for the level that I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was hard to find someone, and I found like maybe three or four coaches, and they were all sitting around the same price range mm. of forty k. So I was like, oh, this is what I'm gonna have to do. If yeah, I get to my next level. It's gonna be a little uncomfortable, and I'm gonna be pushing myself because I know I have a thirty five hundred dollar bill to pay. Yeah, every month. Every month. Yeah. Plus employees. Plus employees. Plus daycare. Plus daycare. Yeah. How, like, I don't know if you mind talking about that a little bit, too. Like, you know, having, you have two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for a lot of people, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I have children. And, you know, I don't have any kids. So, I want to know from your perspective, like, you know, having kids, running this business, um, having, you know, a man, like, how are you able to manage sacrifice too because you know like some people feel like okay well you know i have my kids i don't know if i can take away time for my kids which i don't suggest that but sometimes you know i would assume that that's the case so what does it look like for you yeah i mean as a as i mean kids don't have to be with you all the time yeah like i think it's very egotistical to think my kids have to be with me all the time in order for them to be in the best care. Yeah. And in order for them to be having fun. They can have just as much fun at grandma's house and auntie's house. Because we did. Yeah. Like, yeah. we grew up in a generation where you was at your auntie's house the same amount of time you was at home with your parents. Right. So, I think we get in our heads and we think the best place for them is with us. But they yeah. really need to be in a lot of different places that they know how to handle themselves. Right. What about, like, the people who don't have that community? Would you say that they should be a lot more intentional about building that or like what do you what do you think i think if you don't have that then you have to start like building your own community like whether that's making friends which may take a long time because you have to know somebody for a minute to leave your kids with them but right looking into like paid help like childcare, daycare whatever mm-hmm. um nannies which sounds like it's only for rich people but it's not yeah do you <laughs> so, have a nanny yes i have a nanny I have nanny and child care. Nanny and child care. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds... I feel like nannies, I had only seen in movies. Until I mm-hmm. saw that you had one. And I was like, oh, wow. 
black people <laughs> have nannies number one i think black people have an aversion to like pay child care yeah like all around the board people are like i'm not gonna take my kids to daycare until they can talk and tell me what the teacher did and it's like they're not doing anything in there but licking each other's boogers and beating each other up. So right. There's nothing <laughs> not beating to be each other told. <laughs> they are. <laughs> there's nothing to be told. You're taking away, from, in my opinion, I feel like you're taking away from them by not giving them the opportunity to learn how to manage their own relationships. Yeah. Even as kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because um, your youngest is how old? Uh, five months. So how's that transition been? Because, I mean, I feel like, you know, you said that you're in a transition business-wise, but, like, you know, like, most people, we are experiencing transitions through every part of our business. So, like, having damn near a newborn Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, you know, leveling up, paying, you know, for coaching, um, do you feel like the coaching is helping you hone in so that you can be better in other parts of your life? Yeah, I think so. I think it's calling me to be a different person. What, per- what kind of person is that? Well, how would you describe her? The person that I want to be. I think we all have, like, I know who I am now, but mm-hmm. in a perfect world, like, I yeah. want to be this type of woman. Tell me who she is. And so, oh, she's amazing. Yeah. She's like a yogi. Oh, okay. She's a vegan. <laughs> okay. I had meat this morning. But <laughs> she's a vegan, and she is like Erica Badu. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, when you invest in your personal growth and your business growth, it calls you to be that higher level of yourself. You do give me yogi vibes. I wish I was flexible, but I'm not at all. <laughs> I'm committing to really trying yoga because I'm, I'm pretty sure when people start yoga, most of them are not flexible. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. But it's another part of, like, getting outside my comfort zone. Yeah. And I'm an extreme personality. Yeah, I did yoga for maybe six months uh, back in 2019 at uh, SWAT, is Southwest Atlanta Yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say that that was like the best I'd felt. And I was going through a transition then. I just thought about it. I was, um, this is my first year full time. I was not making my rent for my studio. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go to yoga. Because <laughs> although I don't have the answers, I need to calm my brain down because me struggling and stressing out about this is not going to solve the problem. Yeah. So instead of stressing, like crying in my car, I'm going to go to yoga and sweat it out. Yeah. That was the only answer I had for my transition at that point. And sometimes yeah. it feels like that where like I don't have many answers, but I'm going to keep indulging in this one thing that is consistently making me happy. And hopefully I make it out. Mm-hmm. fingers crossed yeah <laughs> you know physical activities really do like they're really connected to how you mentally show up oh 100 percent. and you know i talk about you know going to the gym and you've been you know in the gym consistently too um but i feel like my gym experience is the main reason that i've been more disciplined that i've been more like gung-ho about my business like you know in other time in other times where i've been like nah i ain't doing that like you know i know i need to but i can't right now mm-hmm. with no real reason yeah now because <laughs> it was no real reason behind it for sure but now it's like okay if i can you know do almost 200 pounds on the leg press then i can probably send out this fucking email yeah like, yeah. like that was <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to push yourself physically than it is mentally so mm. once you do it physically it like opens up the doorway yeah the gym is like a gateway yeah 
Yeah. I never really thought about that, but that makes so much sense. Um, I was watching um, Human Humans, The World Within, I think, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And um, it was talking about how the amygdala in the brain uh, does, like, some hijacking. So, like, mm-hmm. if you see something happening, like, uh, oh, my gosh, y'all, I almost set my house on fire. On <laughs> Christmas Day, um, I made these, like, monster, uh, uh, ricotta bites. Um, mm-hmm. And... I put out the pan from the oven, sat it on top of the oven, and or like on the eye. I didn't know it was on though. So uh, I'm like, why is it smoking? Like, why is it still cooking? Oh my gosh. Fire. And oh I'm, my gosh. I'm, when I tell you, I just stood there and my dad was like, yeah, watch out, please. And let me just dab this with a napkin. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I feel like that is the case for a lot of people, especially when they're going through transitions. It's like, I want to be great, but I am so like in a straitjacket for my fear that I don't know how to move. I don't know how to do anything. And I feel like once you get moving physically, you can move your fingers, you can move your brain. And mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like that fire, I was, that was like the first time that I'd ever experienced that. I feel like, like, you know, it happens in like tornadoes or like if you get stuck in a hurricane, it's like, I know that I probably need to move from the kitchen to go to the closet, but I literally cannot move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I feel like, with uh, transitions, you have to be a lot more intentional about what you're doing outside of your stress, like making sure that your stress is minimized because stressing about it and being uncertain about the future is it doesn't go with your goals. I always tell people, like, you got to get fear out of the front seat. Yeah. It's driving a boat at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. It gets it's so much worse when you let stress control. Yeah. But we need those, like, it's like almost you have to have a toolkit of like, okay, I'm going to try these few things when I get stressed. Like, now you know yeah. if I'm feeling stressed, okay, let me go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Then let me do some yoga. Then let me do some journaling. Yeah. Is let that what you do? Podcast. All those things. Yeah. I just have a toolkit. It's like, okay, the house is on fire. I got water over here. I got apple juice. I got... Yeah. But learning those coping techniques helps yeah i think that's that's so important because i think a lot of people feel like they're just supposed to suffer yeah through it and it's like you have to go through it but that doesn't mean that suffering it has to be your middle name you know like i'm gonna even if it's been a bad day i may reward myself by going to get some cookies one thing about me i love cookies (laughs) (laughs) um my dad always mentions um in the matrix i think there were like bombs and stuff blowing up and the lady was like I'm baking my cookies. <laughs> she was like pulling her cookies. That's out of, you. That's, that's you. very much me. Like, um, like things happen and life changes and you go through transitions. But at the end of the day, like I need to be managing my emotions and managing my happiness because mm-hmm. it won't always be bad. Yeah, it won't. Yeah, I think we. I. It's interesting that we're talking about um, the suffering because yeah. I think we we have a, a general belief. And society that if we suffer through something it's going to be greater on the end yeah we accomplish what we want to yeah which is not true right it's gonna feel good at the end anyways because you made it to the end you made it to the end you did but not. you don't have to suffer yeah like people that's why people don't hire a team when they do have the monetary ability to or right. why people don't ask for help because they think i got it out the mud i got it on my own it's gonna make it so much better at the end but it's like no right you would have made 100k 
doing it by yourself, stress the F out, you would make 100K if you asked somebody for help. Or you probably would have made 150K. Right. Right. Like, so your suffering may be to your demise as well. Self-made is just like a lie. Yeah. It's a lie. I saw on social media, someone was talking about, I'm mean, keep this as vague as possible, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone was like talking about their work history, their service provider. And they're like, yeah, I've worked with this person and this person and this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the people that they said they worked with came on the post and was like, you didn't make me. You didn't make my brand. And it blew up into, I'll give this to you later. It blew up into this whole thing. And in my head, I'm just like, you have some past wounds because no one said that they made Made your brand. They're just saying that they helped helped you Mm -hmm. do something, right? Um, It's okay to reach success with help. Absolutely. Yeah. And not to be offended by it. Because truly nobody does it on their own. Yeah. I also think that to kind of reverse that when you ask for help um you feel like you have to credit other people and not yourself mm-hmm. um I, I felt i realized that i was doing that where i would be like oh my gosh like such and such put me on to this restaurant like every time i went and it's like okay no you can just go to the restaurant <laughs> like you don't have to tell everybody that this person put you on yeah. or you know with you know business like oh my gosh this person gave me a cool idea two years ago like why are you still shouting them out because you don't feel like you deserve the credit mm-hmm. so yeah i definitely agree like getting the help especially in a transition like getting that accountability is definitely what you need um and it doesn't take away from your efforts you know i always tell people like i know you want to be a self-taught makeup artist but like what about your business like mm-hmm. yeah you are a great makeup artist but what about the fact that you keep taking appointments via the phone like your phone calls and dms like what about that part yeah you know um and not everything can be figured out by yourself in as great of a capacity as it can be when you're working with other people like you said like you know i haven't raised my rates and i didn't raise my rates until i saw like xyz person charging twenty thousand dollars and it's like oh okay you know like now you have a (laughs) a mindset change and it's because you have greater possibilities now accessible you know to you Mm-hmm. so yeah um, but this was so much fun Kelly oh my gosh I feel like you should definitely come back on the podcast so we can talk about more things yeah. um, I loved getting your perspective on like transitioning and just like making sure that you are successful on the back end and that's exactly what it seems like you are doing and also helping other people do um, so I really appreciate you for spending time with me so if you could let everybody know like what you have going on right now like what offers where can they find you online all of the things yeah so I'm transitioning so <laughs> I I'm still trying to figure out what my new offers look like that combine business and life coaching together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I teach a lot on Instagram and Facebook. So you guys can find me on Instagram at the spoiled coach. Um, you can also go to my website, www.thespoiledcoach.com and I will be there. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. You guys should absolutely 100%, 100,000% go follow Kelly. She's always dropping the free gems. The paid gems are even more valuable. Um, ask me how I know because I literally have access to her brain. Shout out to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I really appreciate you, Kelly, for being here. And thank you guys for listening. And we'll talk again on the next episode of Between the Beat Podcast. Y'all have a good week. 
You keep it up, girl. You're killing the motherfucking game, but I don't even got to say it because you already know that.